I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's an interesting question asked right there. Uh, What percentage of you are wearing masks? A little bit of inside baseball here. Uh, Hey, producers, I'm hearing some pretty aggressive feedback in my headphones here. Maybe we can push a button or two and take care of that. The question you heard asked in the newscast there was, what percentage of individuals are wearing masks? I've been wearing masks. If I can't you know, close the distance between myself and anyone else, if I can't engage in good social distancing, I'll wear a mask. But I have been doing a little bit of traveling throughout the state over the past week and a half, and I'm not going to be specific. I don't want to shame any municipalities or stores or anything like that. But I have encountered a number of areas where my quick math on the back of the envelope there showed only about 5% of individuals around me were wearing the masks. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I am just curious uh, about what percentage of individuals actually are wearing masks. Anyway, in the segment before, I told you I was going to tell you a story that rivaled Catch Me If You Can. You know that movie? It was a book first, first written by Frank William Abagnale, the author of the book, also the central figure portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. He was a confidence man, a con artist. He would pretend to be one thing in an effort to take advantage of someone and circumstance for his own betterment. And he did that for a long time, and he got away with it. He wrote bad checks. He pretended to be an attorney. He Actually, you know what? He pretended to be a doctor. He, the one fascinating thing about the Frank William Abagnale story is that he actually did pass the bar. Anyway, that's irrelevant. He uh, did a lot of bad stuff. He broke a lot of laws, and he did so through this idea of confidence schemes where he earns the confidence of someone that encourages them to do something, act in a certain way, and he would take advantage of that. Anyway, in Politico... An article I'll share on my Facebook page in just a moment. I'll invite you to check that out. There is a story which may, I believe, become a movie here pretty soon. This is off-the-wall, outlandish, and uh, and if I'm honest, a little bit dangerous. And certainly reveals some of the vulnerabilities in not only the DEA, uh, but ICE, and maybe even the CIA. Here's what happened. There's a young man named Garrison Courtney. Ultimately, he would plead guilty to swindling more than $4 million from various government contracting firms by falsely claiming to be working on an undercover CIA task force. This all came to light yesterday as this uh, Mr. Garrison Courtney pleaded guilty in a Virginia uh, courtroom, Alexandria, Virginia. He there and pleaded guilty to a felony wire fraud charge. And in conjunction with that plea, we learned the details of his exploits. 
in the scheme, here's how it went. Courtney would tell various businesses that the CIA or some other governmental agency needed to place individuals on those companies' payrolls as part of some undercover operation. And that the CIA or whichever governmental agency Mr. Courtney was claiming to be involved, they'd later be reimbursed. Now, this tactic isn't invented. It's not made up. It does happen amongst some of those within the clandestine services. The arrangement sometimes called a commercial cover, where you're given a job, uh, you get a paycheck, you are actually recognized as an employee of the company. For, for, for all you know, I may be uh, a CIA operative and being a talk show host is just my cover. It could be my commercial cover. It's not. Or is it? Who knows? Anyway, the scheme goes on. Uh, Mr. Courtney continues this over and over and over, defrauding countless government contracting firms out of millions of dollars. Now, this could have gone on for a long, long time, but one of those companies decided, or one of these contracting firms decided to say, um, maybe I ought to knock on the door of the actual agency from which I'm expecting reimbursement for the salary I'm paying out to this commercial cover. Yeah, well, when that door got knocked on and people started sniffing in the right direction and figuring things out, turns out they had a fraud on their hand, wire fraud in particular. And the the sentence for this type of wired fraud carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. So we'll see if this Garrison Courtney ultimately ends up spending 20 years. Uh, probably not. Oftentimes this type of stuff gets uh, reduced sentences and good behavior and all that. You've seen it in the movies. What's interesting, though, about this individual was his career path, which led up to this type of fraud. He started, like me, as a communications director in the office of a U.S. congressperson, specifically uh, Catherine Harris of Florida, a Republican. After that, Mr. Courtney went on to work as a TV reporter and later a congressional liaison for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement and then would work for a time, this is no joke, as a producer <laughs> for TMZ. Yeah, TMZ. <laughs> and then would ultimately work as the DEA's chief spokesman. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't condone any of this. None of it's good. It's all bad. None of this should be celebrated. Uh, this gentleman who is facing some real prison time, some real federal prison time, Garrison Courtney, we ought not pat him on the back. But the story does make me wonder, who would play him in the movie? You know, if I wasn't here uh, as an undercover CIA operative myself, uh, I'd volunteer to portray Mr. Courtney. But uh, since I'm unavailable, someone out of Hollywood ought to step up and do that. I'd like to see this movie. Maybe the first movie I watch in the theater in the post-coronavirus era. Anyway, uh, if you want to read the details on this, make your way over to the Lee Lonsberry Facebook page. In the upper right, you'll find the Live Mike logo. Click on there. Uh, you'll see this political article. It's absolutely fascinating. 
Uh, check that out. Uh, I'm going to step away. I'll be back on Monday. I'm going to take a couple days off, hang out with my beautiful wife and brand new baby. And I invite you uh, to enjoy yourself as well. There is uh, so much that we have reason to celebrate. We are uh, in a tough spot when it comes to the coronavirus. So as you get outdoors, as you stay safe in this heat, uh, please remember to observe all the good, strict guidance. That's it for me. I'm going to step aside, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he here on KSL News Radio delivers to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news.